Albert, welcome back. Thank you. I don't know if you heard last week's episode just yet, but we were we outed you as being at uh, at the urgent care, which I felt like was appropriate because you posted an urgent care fit. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't feel like uh, my privacy was violated in any way. Um, I'm sorry to the if anyone. Well, I also, it's unfortunate, guys. I, I do have a policy of not listening to blowout unless I'm on the episode. So I, I don't that's think fair. I can. Yeah, fair. can't. <laughs> but you I'll, know, I'll, it, it hasn't been out for very long at this point. But just uh, mm-hmm. to give the readers an update, so they can uh, have their Albert watch and their uh, their their up to the minute Albert news. David had me guess. He had me guess what you were wearing. I was two for three. What were the two? I had sweatshirt and sneakers, like plain sneakers. But I mm-hmm. didn't have. I guessed uh, some washed jeans or washed denim. But he informed me that it was fatigues. Mm-hmm, yeah, I keep you guys guessing. <laughs> exactly. No, it was. I was like, oh shit. When I see that, I was like, yeah, I like, I like this. I like this. Um. Yeah, I was very comfortable. Um. I was. I I was shocked at the amount of open-toed shoes I saw at Urgent Care. I will say Oof. that. I know. Would, I, would, would either of you, unless you had a foot injury, ever wear an open-toed shoe to urgent care? No. Absolutely no. No, except if I was very much under duress. Yeah. Unless, right, unless I was being forcibly, well, I was 5150 or something from yeah. my home. Yeah. No, I saw so many open-toed shoes, and um, I thought it was really fucked up. Like if you see me in urgent care with bare toes, like or my just my bare toes in urgent care, assume something greater is is afoot. Like this is not, I'm not doing well. Right, and these are people with no visible limps or like in wheelchairs. Because I feel like if you had something wrong with your, I mean, my ankle was busted, but I still put my New Balance five fifties on. You know, I I care too much. All this talk about um, your trip to the uh, urgent care has made me think about. You know, like my my body and feeling like my mouth is a little bit dirty now. I don't know. I've got this weird taste in my mouth and I uh, I think I need to use some mouthwash. But all I've got at hand is this uh, Petals Denim Wash, <laughs> which is hypoallergenic, non-toxic. Are you doing an ad read in the pod right now? Was that a transition? <laughs> I can't even tell what's going on. <laughs> Hi, I'm David Shuck and this is the Denim Wash Mouthwash. We didn't know this was happening. For anyone who's watching this on on the, the YouTube, we didn't know this was happening. For people listening at home, he just squirted some denim wash into his mouth with an eyedropper. It doesn't taste good. He doesn't look happy. No, oh, he's don't going do for it seconds. again. No, yeah, you, you made your point. Yeah, we get it, David. This is a bad his, idea. His face is mm-hmm. going like four directions. Is it toxic? Should you have put that in your mouth? It's not toxic. It's just very bitter. Soap nuts. Mmm. Hi, I'm David Shuck, and welcome to Blowout. Welcome back to Blowout. My name is David Shuck, here with Albert Muskies and Reed Nelson, as always. How are y'all doing? What's your mouth taste like? I mean, not denim wash. My mouth tastes like you. cold brew. So that sounds a lot better. Mm-hmm. You doing okay? I, I got most of it out, but the taste remains, and it probably will for like the next hour. So uh, I apologize if you hear any lip smacking on camera or uh, what are we on, tasting? in your ears. What are we tasting right now? Uh, like, what are the notes? Not bitter. <laughs> There are lots of tannins, a little bit mm. of suds. It's just extremely bitter. It is extremely bitter. If you have any denim wash at home, I don't recommend it. But if you don't have any denim wash at home, you can find it at shop.heddles.com, 10% off the code BLOWOUT. And you can uh, experience what I've experienced. But, uh, or not, to or be, don't. To be clear, you can buy it and use it for its intended purpose as well. Like that yes, is also, that's also like, an option. Highly recommended. Uh, but if you hadn't noticed, this is our Jackass episode because two out of three of us are very big Jackass fans. Can you listeners guess who it is? 
Guess who is the odd one out here in our jackass fandom? I mean, as, as we were talking about before we started recording, this may be a cultural thing because there is a bit of an age difference here of about five years between uh, the people that enjoy jackass and the people that are unfamiliar with it. But uh, I've been a fan for a very, very long time. I guess since I was maybe 10 and it was on uh, MTV. Uh, Albert, how how big of a fan of Jackass are you? What when did your fandom first begin? I mean, I, probably there were people in middle school that were watching it. I just didn't know. I just didn't know about it, and I've still never seen it. And I really thought I dodged the bullet with my injury that I was going to miss the Jackass episode. But much to my surprise, it is happening we're here today. And we're doing it. So sorry to you guys at home. I don't know shit about Jackass, and I won't be able to contribute very much except. The odd, I don't know, grunt or something. I just can't the, believe you, you know. treated this like homework and not just like some unbelievable gift that you were going to get to watch all of this content with fresh eyes. Like that, mm-hmm. that to me was, was stag. Like if I could go and if I could switch places with you right now and have never seen any of these things and realize there was four of them for me, like it was all just the TV been, show. Yeah. I mean, you have two seasons of the TV, you got Wild Boy or right? You got the Wild Boys, yeah. you got Bam, uh, Viva La Bam. Which was great. You got 2.5 and 3.5 and Bad Grandpa and uh, Action Point or Action Park. I think Action Point is right. And then you also get the documentary that Knoxville produced about Action Park, which Mm -hmm. I highly recommend. I think it's called Class Action Park, the documentary, Um, for good reason. Uh, But yeah, no, it's all it's all pretty great. Mm -hmm. But 20 hours that you could consume. With fresh eyes here, Albert, which I guess I was daunted by the the amount of it. And also having never seen it, I don't really get it. So I guess I would have to start seeing it, start getting it. But and then, it's not know. like Lost where you have like 100 hours to, to plow through if you haven't <laughs> done that. Like it's like you're really like it's a pretty tight 20. It's like you it's like it's like a euphoria level commitment, but just like a little more. And I promise uh-huh. you, you're not going to be as sad uh, at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Another- I, don't, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, who you really start liking in the earlys. If you go chronologically, I guess you could be kind of sad. Yeah. As a jackass virgin, like, what is your opinion of it from just like tangential cultural reference? Like, what do you think jackass is? Uh, I guess I just like a lot of guys standing around and doing stuff. Not a lie. Yeah. I mean, and I, I didn't realize there were this many people. I knew who Johnny Knoxville was. I knew the name Steve-O. I didn't realize. I thought Steve-O and Wee Man were the same person. Um, uh, <laughs> love love this narrative. Didn't know any. there were any other people, really. Um, and that's you thought about this is a two-man show? You thought this was a two-man Johnny show Knoxville's. with Knoxville and a little person? <laughs> Knoxville's dick doesn't work anymore, right? Is that true? Uh, he broke his penis doing a stunt. <laughs> I remember that, but I think it does work. He has children, or maybe I mean, it was yeah. Since like he he fathered those children that the <laughs> the incident occurred. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. I can't really. I, I'm not I'm not really up on this one. <laughs> I'll run with David's uh David's explanation. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're this invested in the fandom, you should you should know whose dick still works and whose doesn't. No, that's the best part about Jackass is like you really just need to watch the stuff. Like you do not need to go anything okay. level more than surface level. Like it doesn't it doesn't really benefit you to learn more about the people who are involved. It does like there's no background research. It's not like you need to be like what hardware store are they taking a shit in. It's just sort of like oh look they're taking a shit in a hardware store. Um, it's. You know, it's it's pretty, it's pretty like out of the box, ready to go. So why does it exist? Where did it come from? Who let this happen? Do you know this? Jeff Tremaine. Okay, uh, who's that? Was working at a magazine called Big Brother, and Johnny Knoxville wanted to be like a Hunter Thompson Gonzo style reporter, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. and he got shot wearing a bulletproof vest. Was like the first video that he sent mm-hmm. to Big Brother. And then eventually yeah. those two pitched it to Jack or to MTV as Jackass mm-hmm. with such stunts as like urban kayaking, which I s- still very much like. 
uh, where Knoxville just runs a kayak down a fountain in Los Angeles. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Like Big Brother was like a skateboarding magazine. Yeah, it was like a skateboarding culture magazine. Yeah, it came entirely out of skateboarding culture. And it was sort of like an like enfant terrible, like skateboarding mag where mm-hmm. uh, they did a bunch of like pranks and, you know, like the, the silly like uh, video, like skits in between skate videos. And yeah, Johnny Knoxville couldn't skate at all, but he was willing to endure lots of physical pain. So like the big brother who Jeff Tremaine, I believe, was the editor, right, Reed? Yeah, he was like managing. He was he was in a position where he could approve content ultimately. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So they brought together this team of uh, about a dozen guys to do these like weird, like harebrained like stunts and uh, MTV bought it and it became sort of a cultural sensation that spawned two seasons and like six movies and a bunch of different spinoffs. And all these guys have decent careers. I mean, decent is a stretch. It's like pretty much jackass for a lot of them. But like, I think like Mm -hmm. they've, they've managed to, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we know them. Like, Steve-O was going to clown school before yeah. he signed on with the group. And, like... He graduated from clown school. He did Ringling graduate, Brothers huh? and uh, Barnum & Bailey, co- like, clown college. Yeah, like, I mean, Knoxville, I feel like, is probably, like, the uh, the face of Jackass, but Steve-O's kind of the heart and soul, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bam is its id. And yeah, yeah Bam was like not, a decent professional skateboarder. Um, he's a good he's skateboarder. Part of it yeah. yeah, and his movies were like, I mean, I remember Haggard, like we thought it was funny as shit when we were kids. Like mm-hmm. then, which was yeah, kind of It was a bit jag- of a marriage of the East and West Coast because like Bam and Dunn and like Rob were the, the East Coast, like CKY. Yeah, um, CKY part crew. Of it. And then you had, yeah, Pontius and Steve-O and Wee Man and Knoxville were like the, the West Coast. And they came together as one like merry troop of, I don't want to say pranksters, but uh, I don't know, masochists. Like, I mean, pr- pranking was part, is like a, I, it, I don't know if it started as it, but it definitely like sort of evolved into like the heavy majority, I feel like, of, of whatever they were doing. Like it's friend, it's, I don't know, like, I guess like, it's definitely like a group of guys like hanging out, like, as you said, but it's definitely like in a weird way about, I hate to say this, like it's about friends, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, I mean, it is like, it's like the, this last one was just like, it's like, holy shit, these people have known each other for like 25 years in some situations um, and still like hit each other in the balls and laugh so hard about it. But yeah, it's like they're friends that I don't think anyone would want to be a part of that group except for a very special type of person. But it is mm-hmm. also kind of about friendship in a weird way. Yeah. Just a friendship that'll allow you to turn your dick and balls into a Godzilla. Spoiler alert. But, uh, and I think at the time it was really groundbreaking in the way that it pushed uh, gender norms. A lot of it, I think it's a really like good example of positive masculinity or like non-toxic masculinity because you have these guys that are like wearing Speedos and running around and like being naked with each other. And this was like, I mean, if I remember being in middle school in the same time period in the early 2000s and it being incredibly homophobic. And I feel like, I don't know, Jack Ash pushed, pushed a lot of people like my age towards being like, oh, it's okay to have... Uh, affection towards your friends and do things like this without it being weird. Even though they said specifically don't do this at the beginning of every episode and every movie. Yeah, Chris Pontius was really at the forefront. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still to um, this day. So, as you mentioned, we just had a new movie come out, Jackass Forever, which incredible. Incredible. I didn't think they could keep doing it after like 10 plus years. But I feel like it's a very, very strong entry into the into the canon of Jackass, including the new faces. Um, and now that they're back, I thought it would be an interesting thing to go through the looks and the aesthetics of Jackass, because it does have its own little world that they made, even though it was just really like documentary type. Like there, there's a theatricality to it, but you really see these people like performing who they are and performing for each other. 
and having this like spirit Halloween, like suburbs type aesthetic of just like kids with handy cams that I feel like defined a lot of the early 2000s and the clothes that came about uh, in it. That's uh, they feel like as we discussed last week with the vibe shift, I feel like this is coming back around again. And I know, Reed, you said uh, you don't need to have another text. You just need to look at the jackasses. But I have my jackass reader from Screen Slate here that uh, wanted to read a quote from an essay by uh, Patrick Dahl called Placing Jackass, which starts here. Where does jackass take place? Mostly on the bruised dude bods of its stars, of course, each of whom, save for the token fat one, possesses the beer-softened, effortless musculature particular to certain men under 30. But where does the series place these bodies? What are the sites of the collective's notorious death and decency-defying feats of glorious idiocy, and how might they matter when considering the series' accomplishments? The what of Jackass has naturally taken precedence over the where, but to the point where the latter is rarely mentioned at all. This is odd because each film in the trilogy careens through more locales than a James Bond installment. And then, cutting ahead here, um, if fraudhorism can ever be funny, it's when Chris Pontius' party boy rubs his thonged junk on a Japanese peace officer. It's unclear if the man's an actual cop or security guard. This brief spectacle, a highlight of the trilogy, presented a fantasy of defrocked authority as party boy nabbed the man's cap and donned it himself before dancing away. The act would be unthinkable in the States, resulting in pepper spray and zip ties at the very least, but such de- geographic displacements granted the crew a fresh license for delinquency. Most crucially, a shift in place took the series from private living rooms to communal multiplexes, where the geographies of battered bodies, filthy creeks, and suburban pavement found their most natural home. So, I feel like there's a lot of words to say there's a lot going on in Jackass, and want to get more uh, definitively into the clothes and the things that the clothes represented of each of the different members of the Jackass crew. Um, so I, I feel like it's the creme de la creme of lookbook of peak, like pack sun and hot topic you've got like the puffy skate shoes, bright logo tees and hoodies, medium wash, poorly fitting jeans and married with this, uh, I don't know, like dime store, like costume theatricality, kind of like, you know, a, a, a tuxedo t-shirt that like all the costumes get the point across as cheaply and as simply as possible by suggesting something beyond their own sophistication, but it really, really works. Also, the the accessories game is just insane. Like the hats that Bam used to wear, all those military baseball, like the short-brimmed pillbox-style hats and all the bracelets. It looks, Mm -hmm. it does, like if I saw it, you know it's... It's that like Fallout Boy core, but you know it immediately. Like, I guess Bam predates that anyway. Mm-hmm. Because most each of them have their own personal style that you can recognize instantly, even though they cohesively feel like a group that functions very well together and have this this own look and style to it. Even like the like lowercase Helvetica, um, and like the the grainy uh, like DV cam look. And yeah, you're talking about accessories, things like, you know, the, the bunny ears on bunny lifeguard with Pontius or the, uh, like the cheetah thong that, uh, Steve-O wears or like other costumes, like the, the, the cheap devil outfit for the keep God out of California bit. Um, or those like big overalls and straw hats, the, the straw boaters that Dave England wears when he eats the horse poop in the second movie. Argyle socks for the golf stuff. Yeah, yeah. They 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 find a way to like distill down all of these like caricatures into like basically like cartoon characters, which they then use to like fall all over themselves. And uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I just love it. And Albert, yeah, I, I'm so I'm also jealous of you. For I hope we can convert you here through. Uh, I don't know the the next like thirty minutes of pure tour de force us like talking about how much we love it and how much uh, what each one looks like. Albert's going to spend the next thirty minutes just responding to comments on TikTok. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm here. I'm here. Tell me, Welcome. talk your shit, King. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, 
I figured we could go through the looks of each of the individual members and like sort of what they represent and how they dress. Uh, leading off, of course, with the ringleader, the, the captain, Johnny Knoxville, who, I don't know, I feel like just saying his name conjures up all these images, not only of Jackass, but uh, as Reed, you said uh, last week that he has like the ideal rock star style. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he look he looks like he looks like a famous person who's famous for probably not like uh, doing stuff your parents would want you to do yourself. Like it doesn't you don't really know what that might be if you saw him and you didn't know who he was, but you're like, oh yeah, that person looks like they're famous and also like they might get into some weird shit. Hmm. Yeah, and and going back and like putting together pictures and like seeing how his style evolved over the years, he sort of arrived at this like white trash Kennedy kind of look like a JFK thing where he wears a lot of military surplus, but specifically from like the forties and fifties, those like ginormous wayfarer sunglasses that like really angle in sharply towards his cheekbones, like high top chucks, cut off Dickies, blue work pants, V-neck cardigans, sixties uh, and seventies, vintage ringer tees and graphic tees and just enormous rodeo belt buckles that, I feel like his style and the like Irving Zisman like bad grandpa look have sort of become one. Um, in the same way, also like nothing fits. Like all of the sleeves and like uh, pant legs are way too short. But it it always looks really really good. Seems like he's big on Converse too, huh? Very big on Converse. He's wearing chucks and like pretty much everything. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen him anything else. And always Those like wayfarers black. had such a grip on society, the ones that went up like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a style that I think would be very difficult to emulate and, and in his way as like effortless and natural as he makes it seem. Like I was looking at some of the clips of when he's been on like uh Conan or Letterman, and he just like shows up looking like uh I don't know, the the sketchy kid that uh in his like outfit that he would take to um homecoming dance where he has like a a shirt like a pink shirt with like a black tie that's like not really like cinched up all the way and like a a v-neck sweater that doesn't fit and he's got dirty jeans and his chucks on and like the the socks are like tube socks you can like see their scrunched down and like see his leg hair it's like it's a look that says he's not going to conform, but he has to conform to his look. If that makes sense, like he won't conform to what you're supposed to wear on the Tonight Show, but he also has to live up to who he is on the Tonight Show. Yes, it's like the the equivalent of one of those T-shirts that's like, "I'm out of bed and dressed. What more do you want from me?" <laughs> you ever see <laughs> those? Just, yeah, do you just love Canal Street T-shirts, David? Like, do you have any of yes. these? Yes. Do we need? Do you have any? Uh no, I need to get. I, I used to have a bunch when I was in high school. I outgrew that, uh, that phase, some. but I wish I didn't. Bring it back, David. Some, some yeah. of the most ridiculous shit we got here. He does. Johnny Knoxville's outfits from the pictures I'm looking at do look like like the yeah the sketchy kid at your school who is just fucking sketchy all the time mm-hmm. and can't get it together, can't lose the sketchiness. She's like the so, one, like the one they told you to worry about specifically in modern internet parlance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you likely should. Yeah. But uh, the silver hair recently too is kind of sick. Like I can't even tell mm-hmm. if that's if that's something he's doing on his like if that's just how it comes out, just like a sheet of ice, or if he's now dying it silver or white or whatever you want to call it. But like the new. In the new one, it just looked, it was just like, oh, that's a shock of hair. Speaking of that phrase. Yeah, I read that uh, he's had gray hair like that since he was about 30. And he's just been dyeing it since then. And only now in this recent movie, he's like, yeah, I'm 50. I can probably let it slide a little bit. Silver Uh, Fox. Yeah, although it was very disconcerting in the latest movie to see him get hit by the bull with that silver hair and like the magic trick. And then you just see this lifeless body like concussed on the middle of the, like uh, the rodeo ring. And it's like, Oh, he's really old. 
Yeah, I mean, you could tell he, he was out in the air. Like, in the air, it was like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's with us. Like, he's, like, he's on another planet right now. Yeah. Moving on to Steve-O, who, uh, as you knew who he was, uh, Albert, I'd say that my, my pegging him as the second most recognizable member of the crew is probably accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, who he's had, like, maybe the same style but different looks because, like, Steve-O used to be probably the wildest one in the early 2000s that he had a very public addiction to, to whippets amongst a lot of other things. I was say among other things. Um, did you ever see the Steve-O documentary, Reed? Yeah. What was it called? Yeah. Steve-O... It's like Steve-O Uncut. It was something like, like one of those, like Steve-O Unplugged or some shit. But it the was... Demise and Rise. Demise and Rise, yeah. It's yeah. got a lot of Whippet footage in that. That's where the Whippets mm-hmm. thing, I think, really took hold. But yeah, it was a lot of different things that he... Uh, that he was unfortunately into. But he's doing a lot better now. Um, and yeah. sober for a long time. is on his third set of teeth. Um, oh. But uh, as we mentioned, graduate of Ringling Brothers Clown College. And was a per, like an actively performing clown before uh, found his way into Jackass. And if he... Yeah, he like he wanted to be a clown. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like I think I'll be a clown. Like he was like, let's go do this clown shit. Yeah, like very acrobatic. <laughs> and let's go do this clown shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I and said very, on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, he would like perform at kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. But he was like hoping to get the call up. I don't know what the call up is. If you're a clown from kid, like I genuinely don't know what like the tears of clownship is. Like, it's like, I don't even know if a circus is better. Like, I don't know if circus life is like, at least if you're doing kids parties, you got to stay in your apartment. But like, I, yeah, he was, he was doing that. Mm-hmm. The clowns are doing nightmare. zoom birthday parties. <laughs> like, oh, I, can't imagine that. I don't think it was going well for them. I think they were just, yeah. I think they were working they on their PPP. Cra- yeah, I think they're working on their craft. Um, Just really honing the skills. Every clown was in their like personal Joker arc at the start of the pandemic in their, <laughs> yeah. home in their apartments. Or they were in a Rocky training montage, just like fucking busting out <laughs> balloon animals, just going yeah. nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Squirting uh, egg yolks into a, out of a, a flower into a glass and drinking it. Holstering and unholstering mm-hmm. silly string. <laughs> But uh, Steve-O's look, I would say, is the like very indicative of like the hot topic early two thousands look that like black skater tees, sagging I mean, never wore like, a shirt. jeans. I mean, he when he did wear a shirt, it was like something very dark. But I was gonna say, yeah, like Vans, leopard print thongs, but the tattoos are as much a part of his look as anything. He's like never wearing a shirt, um, and you can tell. In the like arc of Steve-O, like when a photo was from based on the tattoos on him of like, okay, does he have the smiley face tattoo that he got in the back of a Hummer on a uh, uh, like, off-road <laughs> yeah. course from Henry Rollins? Does he have the like Steve-O, like his own face tattooed on his back, like giving the double thumbs up? Uh, yeah, his look didn't really change all that much. And it was very difficult to find a picture of him wearing a shirt except in the newest movie when he had the the mime outfit which the mime outfits in the new movie were really on point they were incredible and steve-o just taking a skateboard to the shins yeah and that he was the one that couldn't take it yeah oh. i mean to, in defense he took a skateboard to the shins mm-hmm. well the other two like they licked a, a taser and got like bit in the face by a snake twice, and they didn't talk. Yeah, your point stands. But I don't know. Maybe that's the the, the young blood being able to handle it. The uh, they had something to prove. Mm-hmm. The pube beard of bees was uh, another accessory that I don't think you can pick up at your your local oh, mall. Yeah, that almost got lost in everything. Yeah, well, that one was was quite good. Um, but uh, quite yeah, good, got, quite good, <laughs> quite good. He dipped his bee like his. Like they like put a queen bee on his balls and let the other bees come. 
Yeah, swarm mm. his 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 nuts. And he got stung a lot. That would have killed me. Are you allergic to bee stings? Not like deathly, but pretty allergic, yeah. Yeah, if you go got like the... 30 stings. <laughs> yeah, 30 we'd have a micro situation for sure on our hands. He has done a lot with bees of uh, thinking of the uh, bee tetherball. It was the Africanized bees <laughs> tetherball. Yeah. Where they're wearing like the this uh, speedos and they've got the like uh like bear like uh headgear on. The like cute like bear masks. Uh and then there's the other one where they had the limo where they opened up the uh the roof and they poured bees into the limo while they were all stuck in it. Jesus. Uh, bees and snakes so are, are motifs on Jackass. Mm-hmm. It is it's like a living cartoon. I'm surprised the anvils weren't a bigger part. Well, that's what Knoxville was saying in one of those things where he said he got like he gets a lot of inspiration watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, I wonder if we can do that. Him and me both. Um, and we've got Steve-O's other half, Chris Pontius, um, who was with him on Wild Boys, the like nature travel show spinoff of Jackass. Um, and even like, you know, talking about a Steve-O doesn't wear a shirt. Chris Pontius is like more the naked one. Even they're all naked a lot, but I feel like Pontius is the most naked out of anybody. Yeah, him being naked is the brand. Mm-hmm. And he's also the one that I feel like is the most like object of desire. Like, how can you not be in love with him after watching like a few of these movies? He seems to be uh I mean, he definitely harasses the most, like the people and the people in the most uh, probably offensive 2022 ways. If you go back into some of the early ones, but mm-hmm. he's also seemed to be like the most lighthearted about all the stuff he does. Like he's really in it for a good time. Mm-hmm. Like there's no malice in his heart. Yes, he seems to be the kindest. That there's, yeah. as you said, it's it's all mirth with him. Like Knoxville Even, has a lot of malice, and that's important. Yes, and Bam is entirely malice. It's just thriving off malice. But yeah, Pontius is the heart of gold there. Even when drinking like uh, horse semen and then when he drank uh, pig semen in the latest movie. Not afraid of, he's not afraid to uh, yeah cross species with that. No, no. I think he's, uh, he's open to all creatures. He's, he's, he's got a lot of live to give. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Hang it in there, man. <laughs> We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes, you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the noon membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. Pontius has some of the most outlandish costumes also, that he's got like thongs, Bow ties, that's the classic party boy fit is just like a, a silver thong and a bow tie. And then also things like I mentioned, like the, the devil outfit, the um, bunny lifeguard is like probably a very, very classic one where he's got the like uh, bikini top and like the bunny ears and sunglasses. An iconic look. Very iconic look. And also someone who's had like sort of a life outside of Jackass that he acted in that Sofia Coppola movie somewhere. Did you ever see that? It was Steven uh, Dorff. Steven Dorff and uh, Elle Fanning. And, early Elle Fanning. Uh, very early Elle Fanning. And Pontius was like the fun-loving best friend. Yeah. Well, didn't they shoot that at like uh, the Chateau? Like, yeah, the, the Marmont. That you could go watch, Albert. I feel like that might be if if Jackass is not your speed, you can yeah, still somewhere get Pontius. Somewhere is like far more. It's contained. It's the third man between Lost in Translation and Jackass. <laughs> yeah, on the spectrum the from Sofia Coppola to Jackass, I'm closer to the middle. Mm-hmm. It's the well, link because Pontius is in both. Mm-hmm. Right, and Spike Jones and Sofia Coppola were married. And Spike Jones does right. a, is like a, a a frequent guest star. I think he also produced Jackass. 
Yeah, I think he's got like a big hand in some of the uh, planning of these things. Like, it seems like he might be kind of a puppet master when it comes to Jackass. Mm-hmm. He, oh, he seems like videos. he has a lot of malice built up inside, especially in his like man on the street where he dresses up like the old woman um, and is just naked all the time as an old woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's Spike Jones. I forgot he did that with that is Spike Jones. Um, and then we've got uh, Bam, who is uh, like my the look I would describe as Hot Topic Dracula. You said you said Hot Topic twice. Yeah. Well, we've got Steve-O, who looks like he just came out of normal Hot Topic. But like what you're saying of like the Fallout book emo or Fallout Boy emo look, uh, that is Bam to a T. Yeah, a lot of fingerless gloves. Hmm. Yeah, extremely recognizable as a style. Like, uh, lots of scarves, lots of hats, chains, bracelets, rings, other jewelry, big beanies, and those like flat brim caps. Um, pretty much only wears like black and dark red, like crimson. The brim beanies, man. Wow. Oh, and those little silky scarves. Remember the little silky scarves? Yeah. I feel like Pete, this is the look that aged the the worst out of anyone. By far, this was like the Pete Wentz signature. It's not good. Yeah, Ryan Cabrera. Although I could see this one coming back in like maybe two or three years. It's probably. I'm sure if I looked hard enough around here, I'd see like the specifically the picture that I'm sure we could link to where he's wearing like a green like a dark green silky scarf with a bunch of necklaces. And I think an element t-shirt, like a repeating element logo t-shirt and a brown something over the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I have that, that photo in the outline. It's the last one in the BAM section. Yeah, that's the one, the element t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't look too out of place, honestly. Now, the other ones where it's like wearing more affliction-y type stuff, I feel like that is still going to take some time, but yeah. Albert, what's your reaction to the looks of Bam? Uh, these are pretty bad. I think the facial hair is the worst to me. The like, mm-hmm. just like the it's chin like the beard. inverse, the chin beard. Yeah, it's like an inverse Wolverine. Like it's everywhere that Wolverine wouldn't have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think he dipped his chin in some Oreo crumbs. <laughs> yeah, um, that's I, I, I'm not I'm, I don't care for that. And I think we're seeing we're already seeing the soul patch come back in a big way because of all the Tommy Lee stuff. So it's only a matter right. of time before we see the rest of that come back to. Mm. Oh, Gavolt. Yeah, I, I think this is all we're, we're about to get hit. We're about to get punched in the dick with this kind of style again. <laughs> I see it coming. <laughs> uh, just it's not far away. Just- like a whole bunch of people that look like they're trying to attend a party in the second Blade movie or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Steven Dorff, that's the look. Oh, yeah, he's that second Blade. So Maybe he's Blade in the Trinity, first though. Blade. Yeah, um, Blade Trinity, though. I'm sort of thinking of like that shit, too. Underworld. So it is sick. vampire shit. Blade mm-hmm. is great. The styles are a little... like The styles should be left in Blade in most yeah. cases. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk for hours about how like Blade was the source code for like all of the like late 90s early 2000s like hackers type look cuz that came out before the Matrix. But I feel yeah. like all that like visual iconography and like the dark gritty um superhero thing Blade did way better than anything else. Interesting that they chose Blade and not Hackers as the source material. True. Could have gone with like the belly shirts and rollerblades of Hackers. For for the Matrix, <laughs> the rave look. St- yeah, instead they they went full bore trench coat. Underworld yeah. went that way too, though. I just think we're the with the 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 release of Pam and Tommy, we're seeing so much uh, kind of like Y two K stuff coming back. So I think the later stuff is going to start filtering through soon as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're, as you said, about to get punched in the dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't know what Bam looks like these days because he's not in the current movie. He uh, had problems with staying sober for the movie and is now suing Johnny Knoxville in the production. Um, 
And as much as I disliked him, is like he's the one that everyone like loves to hate in the other parts of the series just because he is pure like malice and id. He's he's chaotic evil. Um, it did provide a nice counterbalance to the the rest of the crew. Um, and then yeah, speaking of someone else who wasn't here is Ryan Dunn. It's uh, R.I.P. Dunn who died in a yeah, drunk driving accident in 2011. Was not a part of the movie either. But was the the counterpart to Bam, the other uh, member from like mid uh, like mid eastern Pennsylvania? Is that where they were from? Like just north of Philly? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere like yeah. Lancaster or some shit. Yeah, so I feel like everyone in Jackass comes in pairs. That you've got like Dunn and Bam, <laughs> Pontius and Stevo, Wee Man and Preston Lacey, like Dave England and Danger Aaron, and then like Johnny Knoxville is the only one that's sort of the lone wolf. I can I can see how that all fits in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, Dunn didn't have much of a gimmick or a skill, but he I feel like he was the most identifiable like everyman because he always seemed like the most annoyed to be there, like the least enthusiastic of just like this is gonna suck, but I'm doing it anyways. I don't think it ever looks like he's having fun doing anything. No, I mean, he sort of reacted the way that like people should react to getting pitched an idea where they're going to go stick a toy car up their ass. Yeah, or stand in front of an anti-personnel mine. Yeah, or... like I, f- I feel like he had like the audience. He was like sort of an audience proxy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like handle an anaconda in a ball pit. <laughs> but like he would laugh at everyone else having to do this shit the same way all of us would. Yeah. Like the thing that like was like truly unhinged about the rest of them is like Knoxville and Steve-O would be laughing harder when they were the ones getting like, you know, whatever, like if they were part of the sketch, then if like they would be laughing just as hard as if they were watching someone get fucked up. Yes. Yeah. There was no joy for him. Uh, yeah. No, he, he just like, it. it was like it, the payoff was like, I'm, I get to be in this and I get to watch my friends get fucked up. Yeah. But in that, like every man... Um, like audience proxy, I feel like he had some, like some of the most basic style of anyone in the Jackass crew. That he just looked like your stock like two thousands uh, skater, like black skate shoes, baggy medium wash jeans, like just a regular like skate tee. Or he, I, I think of him a lot of having like a three quarter sleeve raglan t shirt and just like a snowboard jacket if it was cold. That it seemed like it was a look that you saw like everywhere in the mid two thousands. Yeah, it's interesting because like I feel like his beard, his beard was uh, a harbinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did have the big beard before uh, that became like the the lumber sexual trend came along. Um, you like didn't pair it with the rest the boy, of the outfit. That boy named Sue T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just sort of looks like a guy, in a way that. Worked very well for the series, and yeah, R.I.P. Done. He was he was missed in the current one as well. Um, and moving on to the 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 back half of the Jackass crew, we've got Dave England, who was the poop guy. That's that's what you need to know about him, Albert. Uh, and he always looks like he's about to cry or just like go into hysterics. Um. That he's got an extremely expressive face, and the the poop bits just always get me. Of like when he poops on the miniature stuff, like that's I, it. Always is, comes unexpected whenever I watch the, the the movies where he does that. When he's in the hardware store, and then like the scene leading up to the hardware store, where he makes yeah. an entire car full of people throw up. <laughs> like we can't spoil it too much because Albert needs to watch these things still. I mean, it really means nothing. But Dave Anglin's like kind of low key my favorite. Yeah, he's just, just like, like a steady, he's a steady force. He knows his role and he plays it well. Mm-hmm. He looks like one of those like really cute uh, like monkeys that has the giant eyes and just like always looks terrified. <laughs> but in terms of dressing, it's sort of like a member of like mid nineties Weezer or Kurt Cobain's little brother is the vibe I'm getting from him is he's got the skate shoes. They all do, but then he's got like khaki jeans, fuzzy cardigans, polo shirts, always wearing very big sunglasses. 
Yeah, man loves a knit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that classic fit of the like Dickies raw denim overalls and straw hat and like nothing else when Three Six Mafia uh, paid him to eat horse shit. Mm-hmm. It was a good bit. But yeah, I feel like this is this is a look that like came back. That I feel like this is like Dave England could be wearing head to toe needles and it would just look like Dave England. Yeah, the shoes are the only difference, but yeah, absolutely. Like it's the most current like hmm. the, it looked like he aged a bunch during the filming of this jackass, but I think it's just like I noticed his face by the end. But it's like the rest of his <laughs> yeah. stuff is exactly the same. I'm like, holy shit, I just like Dave England hasn't fucking aged, like changed a bit. Yeah, in like the long shots, he just looks exactly like he's you know twenty five, but in close up, and you see like he's missing some teeth. It's like oh, you've been extremely like yeah, you've been taking punishment on camera for like your entire career. He's very very weathered looking, but uh, oh, then his counterpart, Danger Aaron, which I always found Aaron to be kind of annoying, sort of like the twerpy like little cousin type figure not like you know not the subject of like hatred like bam but uh just always like sort of annoying and uh getting in the way and subject of lots of pranks and jackass i feel like they were meaner to him than they were to anyone else like specifically that terrorist taxi um with the the pube beard um wasn't that with like uh what's his name from uh the broken lizard crew yeah, Jay uh, Chandra Haskar is the the taxi driver in that. That uh, yeah, the pew beard. <laughs> he thinks is like trying to murder him. Uh, although, like for all the things that I could say negatively about Aaron, I feel like he completely redeemed himself in the latest movie, where like he did half the stunts. Yeah, I mean, he just like he picked up the slack for everyone else that wasn't a part of this one, like the, the yeah. people we've lost along the way. Yeah, in terms of. Uh, sacrificing his body of like he got hit in the nuts by the UFC heavyweight champion like by an Olympic uh, softball pitcher um, by a like NHL forward with a hockey puck yeah and that was by probably like the Subban shot was gnarly yeah, by far Subban. the worst that was like by far the gnarliest that was like that just absolutely insane especially because to do this you kind of just have to like be like, you can hit anywhere else on my body, too. Yeah. Yeah, where he was not protected. I think his look is more like X Games than like the slacker skater look than the rest of them. But that's, I think he's a little bit younger, and that's why he did a lot of the more physical stunts in the latest movie. And by X Games, you mean like moto, like motocross step up, like metal militia, not like. Yes. Yeah, okay. like the he's he's like beyond the class of like Tony Hawk style athletes. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got like this sponsored by Fox Racing. Yeah, he's got sort of this like hmm. you know monster energy drink. Uh, yeah, monster sponsors everyone. Yeah, and he's like jumpsuits. Like he he's always wearing a helmet. He's got that like faux hawk and everything, and is wearing a tidy whiteies a lot. Um. Yeah, the jock strap's a big part. I just feel like in general, didn't he also do the uh, the bungee wedgie or whatever? Was that him? Was that or him? Was that, Ang- was that England? I can't even remember. Uh, and that might have been Rob. Rob himself in the first one, right? Yeah. Rob wasn't around, or yeah, Rob wasn't around in this one either. No. But uh, the the T-shirt that is or like probably the jackass fit that stuck with me the most from the latest movie was the so many books a little time T-shirt he wears while getting like assaulted <laughs> by the bear strapped to the chair. <laughs> it's beautiful. This is the return of irony we talked about last week. Yes, somehow yeah, we, we are coming. Also, somehow, just a note for anyone who did listen: it's insane that we didn't talk about Nike Roshi's as like an air un- unto themselves that just disappeared. <laughs> like, the thankfully. Roshans. Yeah. Uh, and what a what an ephemeral uh piece of clothing that yeah, I hadn't thought about that for like ten years. Um but yeah, Aaron redeemed himself in my eyes. And then uh we got two left here, Albert. So dude, mm-hmm. we're we're getting through it. Mm-hmm. 
We've got uh, Preston Lacey, who is, as uh, the jackass reader described, the fat guy in the group, who I would say, you know, euphemistically, the larger gentleman. Um, do I just always kind of feel bad for him when he's on screen that just like anything that happens to him feels a lot more visceral and he just seems so much more like uncomfortable and like hurt by it? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it, I think he just has like, he's a big dude, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. I think, I think it's uh the, the hits are harder. Yeah. And he just always seems to like wear his like fear on his sleeve a bit more than the other ones. Yeah. Where, which like, also is incredible. Yeah. Dunn is like, Oh, I'm resigned that this is going to suck, but I'm going to do it. Well, whatever we're, yeah. It, Preston seems generally terrified at a lot of them. Um, but he's also game eternally game. Yeah, he does it. He always does do it, but, uh, and he dresses completely differently than the rest of the cast. Like there's nothing skater about him. He sort of has this like office worker dad type look where he's wearing like short sleeve button check shirts, like tank top undershirts, khaki shorts, high white socks, like air monarch, like new balance type walking sneakers. Um, except when he's just like in straight up underwear for comedic effect. So I always loved like there was always that one person in any group of like kids when you were younger especially like kids that were on trend. There was always like one dude who was just ruthlessly off. And it's like, Oh, you know, that dude's cool. Like, cause like, he's mm-hmm. just a fun hang. Like they don't give a shit what he's wearing. Probably grew up with half of them. Makes them all laugh all the time. That's how Preston mm-hmm. dresses. Yeah. yeah he, dresses he was like, he was Cole's, Normcore before it was Normcore. Yeah. He dresses like Cole sponsored him. Absolutely. <laughs> and he was the on dream. that new balance game before anybody else was. That's <laughs> true. Um, and then finally, counterpart to to Preston is Wee Man, Jason Acuna, who is the little person, uh, not Stevo. He's not Stevo. <laughs> I've How come bad. to realize that over the course of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he dresses a lot like Dunn. I feel like just you know to like one half scale of sort of basic skater clothing, saggy jeans, like skate and band tees, skate shoes. Um, or they put him in like little baby outfits uh, for comedic effects or matching press whenever they can. Um, I think my favorite bit of like, at least in his clothing was the, the King Kong one from 2.5 where Preston is a gorilla and he's the damsel in distress. That one's incredible. Uh, traffic cone bit forever and for always. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just all together, I mean, since we, we've done all of the Jackass crew now, I mean, all the main ones, uh, I feel like these looks, as, as we mentioned, like they do have a place in the future, whether we like it or not. And Jackass coming back around right now feels like it is uh, more relevant than ever in that return to irony and just like sort of futile, uh, I don't know, yelling at nothing kind of feel that you got from Jackass, that it's satire without, uh, I don't know. It, it, it feels defanged as transgressive as it is that it's just purely for themselves and not for anything they're trying to critique. It's almost character instead of yeah. satire, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's absolutely like, caricature. It's, it's cartoons. Yeah, it's taking a shot at themselves in a lot of ways. Like, even the way they dress, like, you know, which is almost a character of themselves. Like, at some point, I'm sure Bam was like, I would love not to wear 14 necklaces today. Mm-hmm. But, but that's I am Bam look. Margera, and I will wear 14 fucking necklaces. Mm-hmm. It's like the anti-Coco Chanel or whatever. He's like, look in the mirror and add 72 things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like the Johnny Knoxville thing is pretty doable you know in modern in the modern times the like Mm -hmm. work pants low on the hips people are doing that the old ringer tees army surplus that's that's here that's happening just in varying capacities i feel like there's plenty of guys in la dressing exactly that way right now it's probably more black work pants but you know Mm -hmm. it's happening the hair though that still needs to come back with the, the like spiky gel hair. 
You know, like you just had a, a stick of like TNT in a Looney Tunes blow up in your face. Ran pray, into a wall at high speeds. Mm-hmm. No, not for me. I don't know if that's coming back of like the uh, American crew fiber era <laughs> is going to return. Um, but yeah, of any of these looks, uh, are there any that resonate with you the most particular? I guess like Johnny Knoxville is probably the one for, for you, Albert. Yeah, I just bought some dead stock uh, Ben Davis uh, made in USA pants while we were on pod uh, to, to do, go to do that. <laughs> Yeah, have my shit fit? looks. What's that? You get the gorilla fit? No, no, no. I got the regular fit. Regular, fair, fair. Half mm-hmm. my shit already looks like it's like from Dave England's closet. So, <laughs> I could totally see that. Yes. And that haircut that Dave England has of like the uh, like Luke Skywalker in like a New Hope kind of haircut. <laughs> the just like the blonde like shag like going everywhere. Yeah. Of, like he needed a haircut for two months. That was what I was rocking for a solid three years there, two and a half years there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Dunn was sort of like proto um, tech slacker, like uh, Mark Zuckerberg kind of look. As much as he would probably hate that comparison, I feel like that was that look got stolen from him. He looks like he has a gripe against a very rich person in Silicon Valley. Very like much, someone might yeah. have taken his idea. Like he, like he, he had an idea for something called Uber Cab. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that he could just be some guy uh, that, like, I don't know, works a, a regular job in Drescher, Pennsylvania, or he could be the like ousted CEO of a billion dollar company. Yeah, he was Evan. You he was not know Evan Spiegel's roommate. Thought up Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be excited to see Bam's look come back. Of just like that would be entertaining no. to see out. I would not participate in it because as we discussed last week, I haven't participated in the last like three vibe shifts, but I would enjoy seeing it. I just, I mean, Albert, don't do the beard. I'm not, I'm not doing the beard. I feel like that many accessories creates jobs, Reed. Oh, I guess you're going to pitch this from a labor perspective. Okay. Yeah. Maximalism. Okay. I see you. Albert, did we inspire you? Are you going to know, like, get off the, the pod and immediately go uh, start streaming the latest Jackass movie? Um, or the first Jackass a- movie? Start at the beginning. Uh, I have a very wide 2K girlfriend, and she'll probably make me watch at some point. So I, it'll happen. But I wow. think until then... <laughs> he, he can't. There's, no, then, way you're, there's no way you walk. can. Because you're, you're going to find out we were there's right no- all along, and you're going to be upset that you didn't have... That you that you didn't participate. Also, yeah. I, you just gotta, the, I think you just got to live in this dynamics one. change there, where what? the girlfriend is making you watch Jackass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Everything I do is backwards. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe I'll find out. Maybe it'll be enough to get me to smoke weed again. Something like that. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. is a performance enhancer when it comes to watching Jackass. <laughs> yeah, although. I will tell you because like there, there's only one stunt in Jackass that I can't watch, and that's the paper cuts one in the first movie. You can you just skip that one. Just like when you see yeah. it come up, just just go. I, I I can't do it. Okay, maybe maybe I'll, I'll watch it for you guys. I I, okay. I I I love you all. I care so much about you. I'll watch Thank it, you. guys. Okay, and we can and play for the our viewers own. at home. <laughs> for the viewers at home, I'm sorry I didn't wasn't able to contribute to this riveting conversation <laughs> oh <laughs> I, I think having a week. jackass virgin on here was uh was a helpful reality check for those at mm. home that might not also understand what we're talking mm. about i see um i'm the every man the way in. Mm-hmm. and uh like all of you every people at home you can also pick up your own bottle of heddles denim wash at shop.heddles.com 10 percent off with the code blowout and uh, have the same experience of me. Um, have the experience. Once again, of me. you d- wash your jeans with it. Don't eat it. You can, but yeah. you don't have to. Don't it's ingest still, it. My mouth still tastes bad. Um, but, uh, Albert, uh, if they want to buy something else besides a very tasty soap, uh, what can they get in the Heddle shop these days? 
We've got some good stuff in the heddle shop right now. We brought on Shaco Atelier, which is uh, a denim made in the U.S., all in Richmond, Virginia, from really great Japanese denim, or and in some cases Italian denim. But you know that really older school style of denim production where it's all under one roof. Really good stuff. We got a couple great fits that we know you'll love. Um, we also got a restock of the 80s fit painter's pants in both black twill and the natural uh, color. We just paid for some really amazing pants coming from abroad. So those should be here uh, hopefully in the near future. Mm-hmm. And we just got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we also opened our sale section for the first time. So you can grab Teamster hoodies, uh, practice rugby's. And um, wool blanket vests for 20% off their original price. So Mm -hmm. hop in there, check them out and uh, get yourself some, some last minute uh, late, late, some pretty spring looks as -hmm. we get ready for the next season. They're universal. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And And House of Blanks tease. House of Blanks. Oh, yes. Tees. Yes. We got some of those which fit great, feel great. It's a mm-hmm. a nice um, made in Canada upgrade from our Teamster tee, which I will mm-hmm. stand until I die. But yeah, the a little bit softer, a little bit more form fitting, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit easier to layer. But uh, well, I'm David Shuck, and thank you for listening to Blowout. Bye bye. Oh, the...